What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Bobby Mason Audio Experience. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me, personally. Also, a big shout-out to Educating Entrepreneurs. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Guys, this podcast is created for all of you because, you know what, the world of entrepreneurship is seriously viewed as this glitzy, heroic career with all these guaranteed pathways to riches and success when, just to be completely honest, you don't just snap your finger and bang, have the mansion, have the travels, have all the pretty ladies. That's just not how it works. So in the Bobby Mason audio experience, we actually have real entrepreneurs on the show. I'm personally a serial entrepreneur after starting 15 companies. And essentially this entire show is just about entrepreneurship and sharing our entrepreneurial stories, our life lessons, our success methods, and lastly, really being honest about our royal F-ups. So thank you so much for listening. You guys can find this podcast anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. You know, iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those good things. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Thank you so much again, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bobby Mason Audio Experience. I promised you a surprise yesterday. I said that I'd have two of my best friends on the show, and they're going to come on the show every single freaking week, hopefully. One of them, one or the other, or both of them. You never know, but the boys are back if you listen to Pocket Thoughts. Let's, let's actually start with a normal intro from old B-Wills. I'm sure you guys miss it. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bobby Mason Audio Experience. Wow, that, I bet our listens go up through the roof after this episode because we actually have a sweet opening now. <laughs> Which one would you rather have uh, be on the show every week? <laughs> you or Joey? Yeah. <laughs> Like intro or like no, content as a person. <laughs> um, you know what we should do? Be really fun. I'll, I'll just take a poll every week, and I'll ask, ask them to vote on who they want to have come back the next week. All right. <laughs> then we'll just deliver the message live. So both of you guys show up for the show, and then I'll just be like, "Joey, you have to leave." Okay. <laughs> That works. You may now go. <laughs> Sorry to make you block off your night. <laughs> that works for me. So how have you guys been in lockdown, quarantine life? You know, it's um, it's been interesting. Um, it's kind of um, a weird, weird reality, kind of that we're we're living in. It's, um, I mean, personally for myself, it's different because my work flow has been affected um, quite a bit. I work in kind of the mergers and acquisitions field. And so obviously, no, <laughs> no I'm well, kidding. It is good to know because nobody knows that. I <laughs> <laughs> would that not be good to know. <laughs> I don't know the way Brandon was looking at the screen. It was making me giggle. Anyways, I guess strike that because it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, um, workflow is a lot slower. 
Um, so I've had um, some time to kind of catch up on other work related things. And um, it's been a little bit more, and I hate to say it, but it's been a bit more relaxing for me. And, you know, I hate to say that because around the world, it's just fear and stress and everything like that going on with the pandemic. And so, um, I mean, that's currently how, how, um, I don't know, the, the pandemic has affected my life um, in the, in a, at a high level sense. I have to say with you saying that, I feel better probably than, I know there's, it's an absolute tragedy and mm-hmm. like I'm working with the hospitals and I'm figuring this stuff out and it's somewhat stressful that businesses are crumbling right now and some of them are mine, but like this way of life, I'm definitely changing my life. Like no matter how bad everything is. And I was talking to my dad about this and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm on the phone for 16 hours a day trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my medical staff. I'm trying to keep people alive and I have businesses that are crumbling. I have like, you know, hundreds of employees and he's like, but your mom and I, we go on a bike ride every night. We haven't done that in 20 years. And Ashley and I, we go on an hour to an hour and a half walk every day, play Scrabble every night. (laughs) And I'm just like, it's so weird. Like, it's the craziest amount of mayhem right now. And I'm trying to figure out more than I've ever tried to figure out yet. I feel better than I've ever felt. Like, it's sad that something like this has to happen to change your lifestyle. And like, even my dad was saying, he's like, yeah, I think your mother and I were talking. It sounds real good just to maybe just get a small little farmhouse now and just who cares about anything big or any of the hassles and just have a bunch of land and just something bad happens. You just don't deal with the stress. You don't deal with the mayhem of stuff and you just chill. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I could see how that'd be nice. <laughs> right. I mean, it's helped me connect with other people too. I mean, now it's like, oh, I'm not going to see people. I should just give someone a call and chat with them. And I've done that a lot more lately. Just out of the blue, giving someone a call. Never did that before. Never. Oh, yeah, same. But like now it's like, not only like, I used to do it with my family all the time, but now it's like friends. I'll actually just like call out of the blue. And it's awesome. I We like catch up and I'm expecting them to be like, Whenever I call someone, I'm like, they're probably in the middle of something. There's no way they're just going to pick up and talk for an hour. You know, it's like, there's no chance they have that yeah. much time to so like, just to talk. And to my surprise, I like call them and they're like, Hey, what's up? And, and they're willing to talk for that amount of time. And it's, it's awesome. We catch up and I don't know, I felt more connected with certain people throughout this time. I'm going to be the, op- I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of the opposite with that. Like, I've been like people call you or yeah. you calling people. Well, both ways. People are calling me. You're calling and people. And if it's not related to business, I'm not answering. <laughs> but it's like with your friends, though. It's not like yeah. No, I like, get that. I get that. Oh, okay. And it's just like right now. I guess I'm. It feels like I'm always on the phone. And so, like at this moment the fact that I'm out here away from everyone, I feel like it's a way that I can actually get away from it. And it's really nice. It's a lot easier to just say no 
if you don't have the right agenda or you don't send me information prior, I'm just not hopping on the phone. And like, I was just, might be a side tangent, but I hate people that just don't send an agenda. Just like, like someone you don't know well is like, Hey, can we hop on the phone for a bit? It's like, sure. What do you want to talk about? It'll be, it'll just be quick. And I'm like, (laughs) just give me something like, (laughs) It's going to, it's, you know what, then it's going to require, it's going to require another call because we're going to talk about it. And then I'm going to be like, okay, well, I have to look back at something. And then they're going to be like, okay, I'll give you a call back. It's like, this could have been solved already. Sorry. That's my side. No, I'm, I'm just like, I told Ashley today, I was like, I, I think this has taught me that I could move to Carmel and I could get away from everyone. And <laughs> I'll just, I was like, I'll just FaceTime Joey and Brandon once a week. And that, like, I feel, I haven't seen you guys in like two months, but I feel just as close to you guys. Like I hop on a FaceTime with my family. That's fine. That works. (laughs) You guys just fly out every once in a while. And (laughs) like, it just seems better. (laughs) Brandon, how, how's your uh, stay at home life? I'm kind of right there with you. Um, I, I mean, I've, finally like adjusted to it. It was kind of, we had like to use our personal computers for work. So that was kind of weird to get used to and to use a second monitor to make that work. But after like a week or so, I finally got that, but it has been super nice to actually be able to like go for a run during my break and it's nice. get like a good workout in with Joey. Um, and then have like, basically right when you're done with work, you don't have to go and work out, like take the time to drive home, get all your stuff ready and then get to the gym by like six and then be done whenever Joey wants to be done. (laughs) So it's been nice to get like that actual good hard workout in like during the day. Um, But also going just a little insane, kind of being cooped up in here and not having like the option to, I don't know, it is nice to like go for walks and stuff, but are you feeling cooped up? Uh, there's some days where I am. If like, if it's not nice out and I can't like get outside and do something and then I'm in here and then watching TV or doing something like you just feel like you do absolutely nothing like after work when I feel oh, like I could do yeah. But, if I just, uh-huh. if I had nothing to do, I could see how that would. Oh yeah. 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 No, like I'm saying, I would feel cooped up if my yeah, no. so work life it's ended like, at five. Yeah, but I feel like I've become, <laughs> I've become more organized, like throughout my day, like actually writing things down that I need to get done. So I feel like I actually did something during the day, not just like writing random things to be like, oh, I can check that off easily, but like actual things that'll save me time the next day or whenever, because I didn't do that at work before because I'm like oh it's fine and Joey you won't relate to this because you're a 26 year old that's stuck in the 1920s and doesn't have a car anymore because you just don't want one um I have a car now actually well you kind of uh so I don't think the viewers want to hear this uh I, I have a car now though temporarily it's it's my sister's old one it's the remainder of her lease I'm using it oh so I was carless for like a month or two, but I'm I'm back into the uh, 
in the current times. All I was going to say is at this moment, I just realized how much time I waste in a car. Like, I mean, I've always been okay with it because it's like I'm listening to podcasts and I'm learning. But now it's like I get way more done. I have way more time to do other things. And I'm like, why, why do I ever go into town? <laughs> I haven't driven my car for two weeks and it's been amazing. Yeah. I love not driving a car. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't like, I could, if I actually work downtown, it would be the best thing ever. The, like the, the transitional period in between where I want to be and where, like where I am and where I want to be wastes oh, like so much time. Like, I don't get in your car, find your car, you know, driving, parking, walking, and then you get to your destination. And then it's like, Oh my gosh, I figured it out now. I can quickly get a nice lunchtime workout in and it's still very efficient and I can get all my work done and I don't have to drive anywhere, walk anywhere. It's very, very convenient. And as you guys know, I live way out in the country. So yeah, I'm actually, for all of you guys that heard that squeak, I'm going through puberty now. So it's uh, big news. I'm just hitting that age. Anyone watching through the video form, I'm growing a beard now. It's a half beard after a month. Um, but anyways, what I was going to say was something, and it had to do with the fact that I did not realize, I mean, I did, but you think about it. I drive like 40 minutes into town every morning to get to work and then 40 minutes back if I don't get called into like Minneapolis or decide to come hang out with you guys, which makes it an hour, hour there, hour back, that's two hours. And I got an hour to take a walk with the wife. And then I have an hour to just go do whatever the heck I want. And I'm still getting the same amount done. It's amazing. I'm just mm-hmm. going to, I'm just going to burn my car. Wow. You try to sell it. Bad for the environment. Hmm. Interesting. But burning's better. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I believe in making sure the environment is at tip-top peak shape. I never burn rubber tires. That's horrible. Never. Oh. Anyways. Like yeah, sorry. Yes, what? Anyways? I'm creeping in. Um, so what have you done? Um, kind of working at home to kind of get acclimated to always being there and being productive. I mean, I know that I work from home, um, you know, every now and then, but I've never permanently worked from home. And it's a lot different than like taking a day here or there or on the weekends to work from home. It's, it's a lot different. And so, um, how have you kind of adjusted to that and what changes have you made, if any? Good question. Thank you. Do you want to start then, Brandon? No, it's for he was asking you. <laughs> no, you oh. can you can do that. You can go. No, well, I already you're excited about the question. I was just Are saying you, that was a good you already question. talked once a day. <laughs> no, I was saying that was a good question for you. I thought this was solely at you, so you could go. Oh, okay. Um, you, uh, it's at you next. Hmm. I I would say the first week I was like you because I never work from home ever. And it's more like, I need to be gone for 20 hours a day. (laughs) Like, that's how I've worked. And Mm. so that first week, it was kind of like, I'm going to go crazy. 
But then I started to realize, number one, I like working from home. Number two, I realized after that first week, I was like, gosh, I think like working from home is nice, but I waste a lot more time than when I'm out at the office. Because I feel like when I'm at the office or I'm working around other people or I'm working around employees or something like that, I'm always like, you need to set the example guy. So it's like, I'm never looking at my phone unless it's a phone call. Like if you look at my screen ever, there's nothing but work on my screen. Cause I, I, I just don't want someone to be walking by and like, what's that lazy bum doing pulling up blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just not who I am for some reason. That's just the way I think. Cause I need to set an example. And when I'm home, I would realize like this phone is sitting next to me and I always be like, you know what? It's time for me to check out the last news article that popped up. Top story here. Oh, 50 minutes of COVID information. Darn it. I need to work. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to check this or that. And so that started to kind of get on my nerves because I realized how quickly I get sidetracked by that stuff. So I started time journaling. And so I have an Excel spreadsheet just pulled up where I track what I do every 30 minutes. So I might, I don't update it every 30 minutes. I might update it like every three or four hours, but I update what I did. And like, even if I do pull out my phone and read an article for five minutes, like I mark in the Excel spreadsheet, like top story, five minutes, blah, 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 blah. And I did that for three days. And then I just tracked like where I was like screwing up my time management skills and now I'm just like a lot more conscious of it and I'm still tracking it and it's made it so super efficient, which is nice. What are you doing, Brandon? Anything? Uh, well, I mean, at first I, um, I never got to work from home from home. No one did in our company really. Um, so I thought it was like super cool. I'm like, Oh, sweet. Like get to work from home, get to hang out and like, roll out of bed like last minute and then um after like a week I was like all right I'm ready to get back in the office like not being by anyone that like I think communication is kind of the biggest thing that has been tough to adjust to for my company at least is because everyone was sitting like literally it'd be like me sitting next to Joey and we'd be talking making sure everything's going fine and now for the three different customers I, I'm on, I have three different daily calls with the people that are on my team and they become repetitive. And so it's like, we could be talking about something else when we're in the office, but it's like, Hey guys, everyone doing good. This going fine. That going fine. Whereas if we were in the office, we wouldn't need to take time out of our day to do that. So it would basically be me setting aside time to, listen to these calls and be like, all right, I didn't need to be on that. That could have been an email. Like now they're kind of slowing down They're, I think they're realizing that they don't need to do that. They're saying, Hey, same message yesterday. Make sure, you know, work's getting done. Customers number one priority for this. Um, just don't get behind. So that's been kind of an adjustment for everyone. Um, just cause it is a company wide thing where people are, can I help you? <laughs> no. You like hit behind your mic. <laughs> Um, I only started laughing because Joey has not moved his position for the last three minutes. Just why do I have to move? <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. But yeah. So um, it makes me giggle. It's just been big adjustment for everyone. So that's kind of been 
me and my whole team doing that. But so do you still want to be back in the office? I think I was talking about this the other day and I think for some people's sanity and to kind of keep the social distancing thing going, um, kind of break up who goes in the office and obviously spread people out just to kind of switch it up. I think that would kind of help me just to get a different view of sitting somewhere, kind of being around people that I work with and are doing the same thing as me. Not that it's horrible sitting next to Joey, hearing him talk about numbers all day, but Gosh, I would love on. that so much. He's so smart when he talks about that stuff. You guys don't know when you when you listen to Joey on this podcast, you probably think, eh, janitorial <laughs> services, maybe graduated high school. But when you wow. hear him talk about mergers and acquisitions, anything to do with financial statements, he one of the smartest guys in the Twin Cities. Wow. <laughs> That's an odd parameter to set. <laughs> <laughs> but no, guys, he's actually really smart, and he does not lead that on very well. He's very humble, very yeah. humble, humble. He, he dumbs it, dumbs it down for all of us. Thank you, Joe. We really appreciate that. Uh, I wouldn't say that's true, but thank you. I appreciate that. Were you guys um Were you guys happy with the announcement to have stay at home until the end of the month? What was the reaction? Because I saw a, a lot of people that were really upset. I mean, it was, for me, I, it was as expected. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, what is it now, end of April? Yeah, April May 4th. 4th. I mean, I could see it Sorry, being end of May. May I mean, I, it's, it's just what I expected. So um, it wasn't that much of a surprise. Um, it's, yeah, the stay-at-home thing didn't really – the extension didn't really affect me. I I was prepared for it. I expected it, so. Okay, can yeah. I ask you guys a question? Then, on top of that, is yes. it hard? So, I've been meeting and talking to a lot of people <laughs> that <laughs> – I've been meeting and talking – yeah, I finished with it. Is it hard? Um, that was my question for you guys. That's the end of the statement. Um, anywho, is it difficult for people that aren't involved and don't see what's happening in the medical field and have a direct impact or a direct like line of sight on what's going on and what's trying to be like stockpiled and what we're trying to do is it hard to understand why go through all this when only a thousand patients are sick because i'm i'm getting a lot of people that are pushing back like crazy saying like really we're destroying people's lives for 1200 cases like is that and like for me it's really easy to understand because like I'm seeing all the data, like I'm looking at what they're doing, the changes that are being made. And I'm really curious from your guys' perspective, how do you take it without necessarily knowing everything? So you said 1,200? Mm, I think we're at... Well, somewhere around there. Yeah. Are you talking about patients in Minnesota that have it or confirmed cases? Or yeah, what Minnesota. Is so, I mean, 
Minnesota were only at eleven hundred and fifty-four. Okay. Um, I mean, it it probably is different because we don't have the same perspective. We don't have the same one. We don't have the same knowledge. Two, we don't have the same incoming information about what's going on, and. <clears throat> And I guess it's hard for me because I'm not a business owner who's getting really impacted by this. Um, but from my perspective, it's, it's not hard to understand because we've seen what's happened in other parts of the world. And we know what can happen if we don't follow these certain measures. And, you know, social distancing is the one real way that we know that we can prevent this. And obviously, you know, we'll eventually come up with some type of vaccine, but don't know exactly when that's going to be and how long that'll actually take to kind of implement. Um, <clears throat> and you probably know a ton more about that than I do, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not hard because this could be something so much worse. We could have way more than 1200 patients right now if we weren't following these measures if we didn't shut down, partially shut down the economy. And so, like I said, it's tough because I'm not a business owner and I haven't been severely impacted by this, but it's, I, it's totally understandable to me. And I will say that brings me so much joy that you just said that. Like, I mean, I knew, I know that both of you guys understand it, mm -hmm. but I've just been dealing with so many people that don't right now that it's just, I don't know. It's like, over it's kind of overwhelming me what do they say like what what like i'm just curious like do they just not understand are they just frustrated by because their business is just crumbling or what are, what's going on and it can be people that have businesses that are crumbling or people that are employed right now that just aren't working like normal like so a lot of people it's just like why are we shutting down the economy for 1200 cases when the flu does way more than what's occurring right now. And they're also going through like, okay, I don't get it with 1200 cases. What's up with the supplies being gone? Why are they low in supplies if there's only 1200 cases and like 190 people that have been hospitalized and 60 people in the ICU? Like that's not much. Why? You know? Mm -hmm. And, and I think the biggest misconception is that this is the flu and I think that's the reason why people are so, I think that's just the biggest mistake in people's minds right now. And I've been trying to figure out the best way to talk to them about it because I'm fine with like, have another opinion. That's fine. I, I don't know when the market should be open. <laughs> I just know algorithms and data show it shouldn't be now if you want to decrease a spread. Mm -hmm. like but the problem is people aren't really like doing research on like the are not or like the actual like the actual death rates you know and that's like a problem because everyone's like okay it's the flu right so everyone says it's no different everyone gets the flu you know we have 299,000 people to 695,000 people die in the world from the flu every year. And when you look at that, that's 700 to 13 or 1400 people a day that die of the flu in the world. So 
the differences that people do what not really. How many? What do you say? How many a people day? a day? Yeah. Uh, it's like 780 to 1300. Uh, it depends if it's a good or bad flu season. Mm-hmm. Right. And currently in the world, we're at 9,000 deaths a day for coronavirus. So it's, you know, almost nine times, nine to 10 times as bad. And what people aren't thinking about is this started four months ago with one freaking person, Mm -hmm. one human being. And when you think about the R not, you know, what's the R not? You guys know what that is? So that's, um, that's the spread. So, yeah. So basically if you have a virus that has a spread of less than one, that virus kills itself. Right. Mm-hmm. The flu spreads at 1.3. And depending on where you are in the world with coronavirus, like the governor mentioned today, ours in Minnesota is like four. Some countries it's five. And so that's absurd. Mm-hmm. It's four people over that break even one when the flu is 0.3 people over that break even of one. And then Go ahead. Well, and it's just so crazy because, and I don't know if this is taken into consideration in that R not number, but it's just like the thing is with this, it's <clears throat> it's a novel virus, and that's like the big thing. So, like with the flu, um, one people get flu shots. Two, you know, some people have already had the flu or that strain of flu. So when they get it or when they get passed on to them, they don't get it. Or when they get the flu shot, it gets passed on to them. It, they don't get it. So yes, while like the, the flu can pass on at a rate of 1.3, when it does pass off to that one person, there's actually um, somewhat of a decent chance that they've either already had it or got the flu shot. And in this case, because it's a novel virus, it, and it, and it uh, spreads to even more people, like whatever, two, three, four, whatever the number is. Yep. And it's almost guaranteed that they're going to, get it because obviously there's no vaccine for it and it's a novel virus no one's ever had it before so this really just accelerates and it it exponentially increases and then and that's the thing that i've been trying to make very clear is like we have some countries coming in with a death rate of three percent but we have other countries coming in as high as 10 like that's absurd and then you start to think about it and they, you go, okay, so you're over, you think it's an over-exaggeration to do these social distancing principles. Do the math. Start with one person. You go to four. You go to 16. You go to seven, 60. Oh, no, we're going with four. Okay, 64. I was thinking of five because I did it last time with five. Yeah, but then, like, no. I know, Joy should do this. But then you just think of how quickly that multiplies. Like, what I'd like to know, what other ideas do you have to save people from this, right? And it's just like, that's the really hard part because once you actually start giving them hard data, I feel like once everyone has the information and we all have the same amount of information, we all generally make pretty similar decisions, you know, mm-hmm. if we're all, if all, we're all presented with the same data. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
and I just think like we don't all get to see a lot of like the hard numbers and a lot of people don't have the opportunity to look at the graphs and look at the trends and like if you look at that stuff it's like yeah this is what we have to do and it's too bad that it seems to me that there's a lot of people essentially saying I'm going to be pissed if tons and tons of people aren't dying because I'm going to say this was not that big of a deal. It was an overreaction yet. Those same people are going to be the people that would be like, if a ton of people die and we did nothing, they're going to be the same people that said, why didn't the government do something about this? And so like they need proof of one or the other. And it, it's disappointing to me that there's so many people in the world that fall in that category. And like, I feel like, I feel so bad. Like I just watched that governor walls thing. And like for everyone out there, I'm pretty diehard Republican, but I think governor walls is doing a freaking amazing job. Like I've been blown away by his work. Um, and I was reading the comments during his speech presentation. It just made me bummed out. Like it was just, it's just like a feed of like 300 comments, like every minute, just ripping him to shreds. Like this guy's a piece of S like these are the worst decisions ever. Like I'm never going to be a Democrat again. Cause this is just like a democratic schmear campaign against blah, 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 blah. And like, I, I don't know. And I just sat there and was like, that's, that's sad. And yeah. like, I was looking at, I watched like what my dad deals with or just anyone in the medical field right now. Like, I've never, ever seen my dad break down, right? Never. That's just like him. He's just always calm no matter how bad things are. And like last week, and for all you guys that don't know, he's like a medical director and president of a bunch of hospitals. He just like broke down. He's like, I'm pretty used to trying to save patients. He's like, it's really hard when I spend every day deciding how to keep my staff alive. He's like, that's what I do all day. And he's like, the problem is I have half of the surgeons that are with me and half of the surgeons that are peeved beyond belief. And he's like, it's just really hard because that's just what the world is right now. And he's like, and I just look at people's response. And I'm like, this is what we do. You know, like, I, I don't want our companies to be shut down. I don't. But honestly, even if you take the, what do we have, like 85 deaths or something in Minnesota? If you put those 80 people in like a room with a gun to their head and you walked me in there and said, hey, we're going to either shoot these people or you guys, or you can shut down your business for a month and a half. I'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll shut down my business. Yeah. Like, Good job. If that's like what I can do okay i'll do it well it is an extreme example (laughs) yes i agree (laughs) oh man i'm just saying like that's kind of like what we need to do right now like that's how we're playing our part just need to put it in perspective right yeah yeah that's tough i mean i i mean i feel bad for everyone obviously it's just that okay last thing i'm gonna say quick because i don't want to go on a covid tangent I guess. Actually, I do. I don't really care. Way too late for that. Yeah. Yeah. For people listening, if your state's in good shape, 
you're not only continuing to social distance for your state. Like you're distancing for New York. You're distancing for Miami. You're distancing for New Orleans. You're distancing for LA. Like our country has a reserve of products. And right now all of those reserves are getting just blown out and pushed to New York, Louisiana, all these hubs. What do you say, Brandon? Nothing. And if Minneapolis, for example, becomes another hub, we don't have the resources for that. So like us continuing to be the best state in the country right now at flattening the curb, we're giving other states a chance to survive. And like, that's why you're doing it. Even if it doesn't seem too bad here. That's like, that's what the U.S. depends on us to do because we can't be a hotspot because we would never be, no one would ever plan for us to be a hotspot. So like that just, I, I just hope people think about that a little more because that's like really important, especially over the next three weeks. Cause I think the next three weeks are going to get real long for people. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are already breaking the rules. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I see it now more than ever. Like yesterday when it was nice out, <clears throat> the amount of people on the streets, the amount of people going out, just kind of living life because it's nice. Yeah. And things were packed. There was, I saw like a full five on five basketball game and I was like, come on. Like outdoors, like that's no. Why? What are you, are you guys going to go home for Easter? I'll be home. Oh, Maybe yeah, because you're moving back into the house. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, son. Because Ashley and I have been debating, like, like I've just said, yeah, we're not going to my parents or her parents. Like, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure what you guys thought on stuff like that, because it's like, I want to, but if everyone did what we did, then the whole country would be screwed. So, so like, I mean, I'm so, my parents like stopped by this weekend and I hung out with them, but like, I don't know. I mean, now it's going to be like, I'm moving home, so I can't really avoid it. I can stay and do whatever, but no, but now that you're moving home, like people wouldn't expect or based on the rules, they wouldn't be like, don't move throughout your home. It's just like inevitable. Start living your life in your house. Yeah. But it's like, who do you, like, do you guys have restrictions on who you see? Like, do you say I can see my family, but that's it? Or are you trying to avoid like. We, we've seen people, but it's just like, it's very, very rare. And if we do, it's just, keep your distance yeah gotcha basically and and we try to keep it outside if like keep your distance and be outside like we went and um picked up um some food from someone what was a couple days ago yeah and did a a nice quarantine exchange staying away from each other. Just set the food on the ground, went and picked it up, and then walked away. Wiped it down and then walked away. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But are you are you guys um 
and sorry, this might make you feel gu- I'm not trying to make you guys feel guilty, but are you guys doing anything differently to help people right now? Besides social distancing, not really. Yeah. I was no. just curious. No, I guess and this is how it's probably going to be for a lot of people is just being way more cautious about like opening doors and stuff like no people like I feel like a lot of people are going to stop shaking hands for a while at least if like once this thing is over people it's going to be way different for how people interact with each other yeah I agree no I was just curious because I I, last week I was just feeling so guilty about I don't know this is just what I do because you guys kind of know me like if there's things going on like this, I just beat myself up that I can't help. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, I had a couple breakdowns that I couldn't like go to New York and try to help where I could. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's when, well, obviously, like I've been trying to help with all the supply chain. So that'd be good. So anyone listening, if you guys know of anyone, any hospitals right now that need supplies, I still have access to probably $20 million in PPE supplies that I'm trying to push out to Twin Cities hospitals. So if you're a couple out there, I'm still trying to hear from children. So if you guys have a connection to children's, please let me know because I need to talk to your guys' supply chain manager. Um, Or if you guys have supplies you want to give away, let me know because we have surgery centers that are quadruple gloving right now because they don't have the right type of gloves and the right type of stuff. And now I'm going to explain really quick. Sorry, guys. And I know this might be wasting your time, but you guys make me think of things that I wouldn't think of on my own. Um, A lot of you guys are wondering why there's such a shortage of of supplies, even in the Twin Cities, when we have not many cases. Um, Just to be very clear, surgeons, doctors, X, Y, and Z, they don't use N95s very often. They don't use face shields very often. Um, they don't have to full scrub up very often because they don't have a lot of very, very sick patients that they have to do that with. So for the most part, there are very few of those supplies on the floor. So that's why we've been very unprepared for something like this. So if you have it, let me know. That'd be huge. Um, but yeah, Joy, I was saying that I kind of go into these little ruts where I want to help. So yes, I, was helping there but i i creating a i created a temporary job board mm-hmm. and so I've, I've placed like 12 people in new positions it's not much but it's something and there's this thing that my wife sent me which was really cool and i don't know if you guys would ever think about doing it but i i consider looking into it if, if i were you um and you've probably already been on it because you help all the time, Joey, but volunteermatch.org. And you can go on there and see what the like COVID needs are and you can virtually volunteer. Hmm. So like I'm hopping on like video calls with like hospice patients in New York and like I'm, I'm talking to like three random, very old people on the phone every day, just about whatever. They just like pair you up. And I've been looking at like other things when it comes to PPE stuff, stuff like that. It's just been, it's been fun to see how you can help by just like giving 30 minutes from your couch. And what is it called? Volunteer match. Yeah. Volunteermatch.org. 
yeah and then they have like a covid section that pops up and you can just click on that link and yeah but i just thought you know with all of us being at home if you found something on there that tickled your fancy you know you're like huh i could give 20 minutes it's kind of a cool thing and it made me feel better about actually helping someone yeah mm-hmm. that's oh. a really good idea yeah my jigma my jima turns 91 tomorrow Ooh. wow yeah what's she doing uh she's on lockdown because there's a patient and, and there's a person in her place that has covid at least she's oh. been on lockdown for the last three weeks until today i guess she decided i was done with it so she went to the post office then she went to target and then she went to byerly's in the middle of the day is she a mason no she's a linman my mom's oh. side and she um called my aunt and said i can't believe how many people were wearing masks like, gosh dang it you nine-year-old <laughs> woman <laughs> get back yeah. inside yeah but i, I think um go ahead well, i was gonna say that sounds like a very mason thing of her to do is just say screw it i'm gonna go do what i need to do gotta get things oh. done dude masons follow the rule <laughs> yes they something like this yes but yeah. usually no yeah yeah that's true they <laughs> they follow some, a lot of rules some rules the blurred lines if it involves saving someone's life yes otherwise no yeah yeah okay well i think this is a good place to wrap up so we can talk about our goal setting and we can yeah because we need to improve ourselves too so everyone this won't always be a covid talk because <laughs> i just yeah went down the rabbit hole so i apologize you guys had to listen to me talk for a bit ramble and we haven't talked about it yet either together so yeah that's true um <laughs> So these guys will be on as much as they can be on. Remember, and, we're one of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not actually going to set up that poll because I don't <laughs> want to have to make one of them leave. So I'm sorry, guys. You guys can comment saying you like one or the other more. That's fine. And I'll let them know that. <laughs> that. But I'm not going to make them leave the show. So I think you should do it once for the next one just to see what people say and tell us and then we'll both just stay on anyways yeah i'm gonna do that actually all right so everyone here's the deal number one comment on this podcast just comment with brandon or joe so whatever one you pick whatever name you put down that's the person you want to stay on the show all right (laughs) and then you guys can also check out my social feeds i will put up a poll sometime this week on all my social feeds, having people vote for Joe or Brandon to stay on the podcast. All right. And we'll just have a nice experiment at who you like to hear talk more than the other. And don't base it off of who talked the most this podcast. Yeah. Depending on topics, it could range. We'll let Brandon pick more. the next topic and then he'll talk more. Yeah, exactly. So with I got that, a lot of knowledge on this stuff, so I just held back. <laughs> Yep. Knowledgeable on COVID. You want to send us off, Brandon? Because that's kind of, that's your thing, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. It was great to uh, hear some different sides and some new knowledge on COVID and, you know, 
where four different people are, three different people are when it, it's usually four. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, you know how they're handling working from home and maybe some new tips and activities that you can do while you're at home. So be sure to vote. Keep listening to Bobby, even if I'm on. It's going to get a lot better. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs>